It's time now for Keeping It 100 with Dory. Sponsored by the Derek Olivier Institute, Keeping It Real with Dory is designed to analyze, discuss, and develop positive outcomes to help stop the violence in the community. Now, let's go to the studios. Here's our show host, Edmund Davis. Parents and students, be sure to listen every Monday night at 6 p.m. to Arkansas Baptist College today. Every week, we'll discuss Arkansas Baptist College and the campus activities. Guests will include faculty, staff, students, and we'll even throw in a community leader or two. Be the first to know what's happening on and around the campus of Arkansas Baptist College by listening to Arkansas Baptist College today. That's every Monday at 6 p.m. on Buffalo Radio. The smart, affordable choice when choosing a college is as simple as ABC. Arkansas Baptist College is among the most affordable colleges in the state of Arkansas. We'll work with you to create the optimal financial package and consider you for a variety of institutional scholarships when you apply. You'll receive automatic considerations for merit scholarships, which are renewable up to four years and based on your GPA. First-time freshmen are also eligible for a 20 $500 annual reward. In addition to scholarships for academic merit, we offer athletic scholarships, and we can't forget about scholarships for band and choir. Our financial aid team can help you through the process of compiling scholarships, grants, loans, and work study. We here at Arkansas Baptist College believe college should be accessible to everyone. For more information, call 501-420-1234. Arkansas Baptist College. We'll see you on campus. Are you tired of the violence that is racking your community? Are you wishing someone would do something about it? The Derek Olivier Research Institute, based on the Arkansas Baptist College campus, is doing just that. Join Edmund Davis every Thursday at 6 p.m. as he and his special guests discuss viable solutions for stopping the violence in our communities. That's Keeping It 100 with Dory every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. right here on Buffalo Radio. What's the science class? Let's let the course begin as every episode is a semester. And thank you for tuning in to Keeping It 100 with Dory on Buffalo Radio, making history one generation at a time at Arkansas Baptist College. We are broadcasting from Arkansas Baptist College in downtown Little Rock's historic Dunbar neighborhood. We are just three lights from the Arkansas State Capitol building, the seat of power in the natural state. Keeping It 100 where Dory comes on every Thursday from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time here on Buffalo Radio. 
podcast us if you missed us. I am your host for this hour where you will be empowered. I am Ed Davis, director of the Derek Olivier Research Institute, a.k.a. Dory, where being real is the deal. And yes, we are, as an HBCU, we are the latest program in radio uh, here in the country at this time. And so, of course, keeping it 100 moving forward. And before we get started with every class, we want to uh, have a nice conversation about some positive news or just some information that's helpful to not just here the citizens of Little Rock, Arkansas, but also the country. And so, uh, but this one is taking a, a kind of a, a somber turn, if you will, a bittersweet moment as our beloved uh, director, uh, Miss Irma Hendricks, the honorary Irma Hendricks, uh, passed away yesterday. Uh, she's received, received her wings. So this uh, acknowledgement goes out to her family and our thoughts and prayers are with the Hendricks family, to all of her children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren. Miss Irma Hendricks uh, was a mentor to many, to legions of people, myself included, uh, when I ran for city director a few years ago. She gave me some helpful pointers, and then guess what? They turned out all to be correct. <laughs> so definitely uh, a special honor goes out to uh, Miss Irma Hendricks for her tireless, her effortless work that she's had not just as a city leader, but of course, for those who didn't know, she was a psychiatric, she was a psychiatric nurse uh, back in the day, if you will. She passed away yesterday, but she lived for 91 good years uh, here on our earth. And so uh, again, a shout out to uh, her legacy. And uh, we uh, give our thoughts and our prayers to the entire uh, family. And that's extended and immediate with uh, Miss Irma Hendricks for Miss Irma Hendricks, the legendary Little Rock City Board of Directors, Miss Irma Hendricks of Ward Number One. Okay, y'all, that's this ward right here, Ward Number One. So of course, uh, we want to honor her by, you know, just kind of giving 30 seconds for just a moment of silence. All right. Yes. And we all know those who do know or did know um, Director Hendricks. She spoke her mind and she was a, a fire, a flame in a positive way. Uh, so for those who know her and how she spoke and what she talked about, she liked this radio program. You know, keeping it 100. That's what she did. She kept it 100 every time she spoke. And so uh, we appreciate what she's done and uh you know definitely a shout out to uh the legendary irma hendrix okay the other news that we have here is informative because of course we all know some of the ups and downs highs and lows glows and grows when it comes to wearing masks and so uh of course the president joseph biden made some comments earlier about mask mandates or what he think should be, uh, you know, required. And of course, each state, each towns, they have different types of uh, policies, procedures, and protocols in place. And so uh, the, the whole point I'm trying to make to you is make sure that you respect others, hopefully and prayerfully respecting yourself as well. But when you're three to six feet away from somebody, it's just common sense, even if you're vaccinated or not, to, to wear a mask still, okay? So definitely um, err on the side of caution. Okay, and that's, again, from your host, Edmund Davis. So we want you all to do that. And uh, 
I believe that's the best thing to do from here point out. All right. Also, Arkansas Baptist College has their homecoming. The homecoming is uh, not too far away, and we have people like Nate Williams. That's right. Mic drop, Nate Williams. He's the, uh, right now, I believe, currently, the only African-American owner of a nightclub, excuse me, comedy club, okay, comedy club in the natural state. So a shout goes out to uh, Arkansas Baptist College graduate, Mr. Nate Williams, uh, who will be uh, performing here for homecoming. Also, the Big J. Okay, we all formally know him as uh, Little J, JJ, but of course he's Big J. He's got his name changed, and he is still a bona fide celebrity, musician, entrepreneur. Uh, he's been a role model to many students. Also, an Arkansas Baptist College graduate, so we thank him and his mother and his, his family for supporting him, and of course, ABC supports one of our uh, star buffaloes. So again, JJ will be back here. Big J is coming back to ABC for homecoming. So we look forward to that as well. Also, uh, we have a HLC visit coming up later on this month. And, okay, we have the Derek O week. That's right. You heard me say it, the Derek O. Derek Olivier, okay, the week is coming up. We're going to honor his life, his born day, and the day that, of course, he lost his life uh, not too far right across the street from the campus of ABC. That was uh, in 2012. So that was about nine years ago in about two weeks. So, uh, again, we have a number of things coming up later on this month here at the campus of Arkansas Baptist College. So, okay, that's all the news that I do have for you. But I want to close this segment out by saying uh, hello uh, to my awesome wife. We had our anniversary uh, this past uh, weekend, and so we had an awesome time. And, of course, I want to thank you, uh, Monica, for still being here with me. And this is the best part of my life is, is really uh, you. So I'm thankful to God for you. Okay, baby? All right. So moving forward, we have some awesome people here in the studio. We've got Mr. David Williams. We also have Mr. Enrique, Mr. Enrique here, um, one of our St. Louis natives. And so we will speak to him in a quick second. But before we do that, I uh, want to give a shout out to uh, Mr. and Mrs. Olivier, Mama Alma and, and, and Papa Joe. We're thinking about you. We're praying with you and for you here at this time. OK, so with that being said, our first Student guest, uh, we have Enrique here, and of course, he's from St. Louis. He can tell you more about where he's from, his background, his family. We want to know more about our students. Of course, he's not just a student. He's like an academic son to me. And of course, he's always active in class, not just academically, but also socially. He speaks out. He speaks his mind in terms of being helpful, whether it's helping his professor or helping his classmates. So we appreciate him. And our topic, yes, our topic today as we're talking about African-American males in the 21st century, okay? And, of course, uh, that's always a topic. It's always in style. It's always in fashion. That's right, African-American males, okay? That's what this show is all about here at ABC's Buffalo Radio, okay? So welcome to Keeping It 100, Mr. Enrique. How you doing, sir? I'm good. How are you, sir? I cannot complain. Uh, it's a good day because I was, you know, the guy woke me up on the right side, and uh, definitely um. It's good to be here with you. So tell us uh, where you're from. I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, Walnut Park. Stayed in the city. I ended up moving to Webster Girls when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Went to school from Webster Girls. I used to catch the Metro from the city mm-hmm. to Webster Girls every day since sixth grade. My mom wanted me a better life. She seen me to Webster Girls. I used to catch the Metro every day, six o'clock in the morning. 
all the way the hour bus ride to go to Webster Girls, play football for them. Mm-hmm. Shout out Webster Girls, graduate from them. Okay. So, um, but you were born and raised in the area. Yeah, I was born and raised in Walnut Park. Okay. Now, how far is that from, uh, I guess, East St. Louis is in Illinois. That's across yeah, the river, right? across the water. Okay, so I'm thinking of another part of St. Louis in the Missouri area. St. Louis, of course, the big city, the Show Me State, St. Louis. Show Me uh, State. There's a part of town where, uh, of course, we all remember about what happened to uh, Eric, um, uh, Mr. Brown, that is, back in 2014. What part? Was that actually in St. Louis? Honestly, don't know. Okay, yeah. Wait, so, uh, I didn't hear you. Can you say the question again? Sure, just, I just want to know the part of town where we had uh, the, the shooting of uh, Mr. Brown. I think that was in Ferguson. Ferguson, exactly. My, my, let me rephrase my question. How far is Ferguson from St. Louis? It's in St. Louis. Okay, it's uh, in St. Louis. It's like, from where I'm at, it's like 10 minutes. Okay, about 10 minutes. So did you have an opportunity to partake in any type of uh, protesting or just kind of? No, no. Okay. Stayed at home, my people watched it on the news. Watched it on the news, okay. It's probably the safe bet, you know, not to be involved, but there's a side of me that is involved and that was involved uh, from a standpoint that we're, um, when I protest, for the most part, I protest with my brain, with my mind. I don't protest with my fists. Mm-hmm. You get killed or go to jail quick that way. Of course, peaceful protests I support, but all that looting and riot, that's not, of course, looting and riot, that's what it is, it's not protesting. So, uh, but I say that because it's just interesting to see who from the immediate area, you know, especially African-American males, you know, who in that area partook in anything or what type of ideas do young people have that come from that area? Because uh, for those who don't know, um, Ferguson is majority African-American, mm-hmm. but of course people who run the city are majority European-American, majority Caucasian. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that could be a conflict, especially when you're not operating under the right spirit. And we're talking about people like us and people like some of the politicians and officers. So when you operate under the wrong spirit, doesn't regardless of your color, you know, you can uh, cause a lot of harm to people and it breaks up families, it destroys communities. And so I just wanted to get your intake on, you know, what happened. But again, you were at the house. The safest place to be is always at home for the most part for, for, with most people, because some people that may not be the case. So it's unique to have that uh, moving forward. Okay, so just wanted to, you know, hear about, you know, you and what made you decide to come to Arkansas Baptist College, man, tell me. I came to Arkansas Baptist because they gave a lot of opportunities like free, free education. So I came here for the free education. I played football to join a football team, mm-hmm. too. But yeah, mostly the the education. Mm-hmm. Okay, education. And that was changed my life. Education changed my life, and uh, I'm grateful again to the Holy Spirit for instilling in me at, at 20 years old, 19 years old, because I I was an old freshman. Most college freshmen are 18, 17. I was 20 years old. You know. 19 when I when I got to uh, Louisiana you know 26 years ago plus 25 years ago so uh you know saying that education is the game changer for me and so that's what you anticipate education being a game changer for you correct yes sir so what is your major my major is sports management sports manager how'd you pick that like physical therapy going that okay 
uh, sports therapy that's that's unique and so uh definitely uh, it's important but you know again i gotta i gotta touch back to it arkansas baptist college there's another hbcu uh just down the street called philander there's another one across the river called shorter college and there's another one about 45 minutes away called uapb there's four in the state of arkansas why arkansas baptist because these schools uapb golden lions of course uh, the other two don't have football programs but of course uh, the best uh, hbcu football program a uh, grambling uh you know definitely uh <laughs> not just playing but not seriously uh there's plenty of hbcu football programs here in the country why abc what what was the the attractive for you in missouri to come to arkansas baptist college what about abc led you here we know it's abc but what led you here besides playing football what was that the education opportunity i wouldn't have to pay as much money as i would to go to another school okay so definitely uh it was a pretty much a win-win situation yes sir okay all right we appreciate that and so um you know, in our in our topic, ladies and gentlemen, for those who are just now tuning in, I am your host with Keeping It 100 here at the Buffalo Radio at the campus of Arkansas Baptist College. We are in the studio live and direct right now. I'm speaking to Enrique, of course, a native of St. Louis, the show me state. And we're having a conversation. Exactly. We're having a conversation about how he, uh, you know, gained the wherewithal to attend Arkansas Baptist, of course, education and to play football as well. And of course, we all know with that process, that particulation rather, you know, other things, sometimes they may change, sometimes they glow, and sometimes they don't. So that's important. And we definitely wanna, you know, hear from Enrique about this next question, okay? So uh, what problems do you see? And again, to those who are just now listening, we're talking about being African-American male in the 21st century. And uh, my question to you, sir, and of course, I'm going to ask our other student when he comes on as well. But what problems do you see in the country, in this country, of course, uh, that are bad? I, I guess it's a, it's a, because it's a problem. It's, it's bad, obviously. Gun violence. But um, we know if it's raining on uh, European Americans, it's really storming on us. That's just pretty much uh, how it goes in any facet of life. Uh, but but again, as a young African American uh, male man, because you are a man, what do you see as some of the situations that um we could do better in as a country? Put down the guns. There's okay. a lot of gun violence going on. Okay, you know what? Uh, I, I thank you for that because I wasn't thinking about that, but your mind is in the right area. I was thinking of something else, but um you're absolutely right. Talk things out first. There it is. And so I appreciate you for bringing it up. But since you brought it up, let's let's have that conversation. We are about 48 hours away from arguably uh, the most horrific uh, domestic, no, I'm sorry, horrific uh, terrorist attack in U.S. history. We all know September the 11th, the 20th anniversary is coming up. But we were doing some math at the uh, Derek Olivier Research Institute, a.k.a. Dory, Okay, we were keeping it 100 with the data, and the data talks about how the number speaks. It's and this is embarrassing. My next comment is embarrassing, but it's the reality. I'd rather be hurt by the truth than hurt by a lie. But here's the truth: African American males in this country are 52 times 
are more likely to die uh, from gun violence than they are in Afghanistan. Just let that marinate. To those listening to Keeping It 100, I'll say it again. African-American males in America are 52 times greater than the soldiers, our heroes, who have served from October the 7th, 2001, up until about two weeks ago in Afghanistan. 20-year window. The numbers, the Dory data says, over here in this country, we're more likely to die from gunfire than we are in a combat zone, you know? So Enrique, just by me saying that, and it's in response to what you said, sir, you know, putting down the guns. So that's telling us that, you know, we are pretty much hindering our own selves. Am I right? Yeah, yes, sir. A lot of people, a lot of people who don't know how to have a, a regular conversation without taking it to an argument. And they got a lot, a lot of self problems. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just talking with the chief of police, uh, the Honorable Keith Humphrey, and also Turtle Antoine Jones. And uh, we were talking with uh, his brother and uh, I believe Miss LaDonna. We all were talking about how solving problems is not just a one facet initiative. It's a component that encompasses multiple avenues of us working together. You know, you can't lock up everybody. You know, there's not enough space for that. Who wants to do that? You know, you can't arrest everybody. But also we have to look at the fact that the police are not the answer to our problems. We, after God, let me correct that, after God, we are the answer to our own problems. And so of course, Looking back at what happened in the 30s throughout the 60s and leading on up into the 70s, Charles Benson, a.k.a. Charlie Mack, he's in Paris. It's 7.30 at night over in Paris. Well, now it's about 9.30 at night over in Paris, France. He was on a call as well. We were talking about this issue, and he talked about poverty, and I had respectfully disagreed with him in a, in a nice way because... I grew up in poverty, you know? A lot of us grew up that had some unfortunate circumstances and situations. Now that is an ingredient within that gumbo we're talking about as far as solving problems. Poverty is a problem. But I believe that that fatherless home is more of a bigger issue than us having a, a lack of resources by way of uh, maybe money or living in poverty. Poverty is an element. And so uh, what do you think about that, Enrique? Oh, I don't really, I don't really got a real good opinion on it because everybody going their own little ways. Anyway, they just pick their problems. Yep, that's that's one way of looking at it. And you know, for us as as as, as African American men, males, you know, I believe the premise for most of our problems comes from the fatherless home. Now, of course, you got some single-parent moms now that's been holding it down For when sure. dad ain't at home, and they've been holding it. They can't teach you how to be a man, but they can show you love, how to work, work ethic, a lot of things they can instill in you, uh, and that's what we do as humans. That's like I can't show 
a five-year-old girl how to be a woman? No, I, I can't, I won't try that. That's out of my lane. That's staying out of your lane. So kid, you know, maybe my wife, well, yes, I know my wife can do it. And so, but that, that tandem is a whole lot better than somebody, one person. But in our community, in our neighborhood, most of us uh, have been raised by single parent moms holding it down and, uh, you know, much respect, much love to our queens, to our mothers, to our daughters, to our um, aunties, to our uh, leaders that um, don't always wear, uh, you know, pants. Sometimes they wear dresses. And of course, we're talking about our women, our queens. So big kudos to all the women, especially African-American women who have been holding it down in single parent family homes for a long time that have raised sons to do the right thing, okay? Sometimes it didn't always turn out like that, but Again, that's a supernatural gift that God has given them extra with grace, and we appreciate him for all things, especially uh, for these mothers, because over 50% of our neighborhoods are led by women. That's not God's order. That is not uh, God's order. But, of course, um, you know, we ask him to, to give them grace and to give them mercy and to, and to bless them. Because remember now, African-American women are the smartest women, are the most agreed people in the whole country, folks. You can't, you can't dispute that. African-American women have more degrees than anybody, okay? So, of course, uh, if this were a country where you were led by your degree to, to run the country, it would be African-American women leading this country uh, hands down, unequivocally. And so, again, that's where education was the game changer for, for me and uh, for uh, others, okay? But that's important uh, moving forward. So, you know... As an African-American man, we need to have more of these conversations, and uh, we have to help extend that to uh, not just to you, but to others. And so, uh, you know, was your father uh, active uh, in your life growing up? Yes, sir. My father was very active awesome. in my life, especially when I was with him. He was more active when I was with him than he was when I wasn't. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was with him, he was definitely there for me. He definitely... He got me playing sports. He definitely yeah. worked me out. Definitely did all that. Did all the kids stuff for a while. Superhero. What's your dad's name? Enrique Quiones. Mr. Enrique Quiones Sr. A shout out to you, sir. We appreciate you for doing, you know, what uh, what needs to be done. And that's being uh, active. That's being present. And what I see across from this table here at Buffalo Radio Station is a young man who is uh, taken after your likeness, I do believe, and, and we appreciate it. So before we go on our first commercial break, we want to give a shout out to all dads that are active fathers in their children's lives, okay? And just because you have a disagreement with the mother of your child doesn't mean you have a falling out with children, okay? That's a different relationship, all right? So again, uh, she can't stop you from, from seeing your child, okay? That's just a cop out an excuse. And we all know sometimes systems get in the way but there's legal ways there's godly ways around that but of course uh, be prayerful and, and talk to your legal advisors don't take my advice uh, on anything but i'm just saying as a dad uh, of course it wasn't always peaches and cream but at the same time when you have god at the center of it it's going to work out if you're patient and diligent okay so we're thankful for him and how he aligns things up okay so uh for those who are um listening we're going to take our first commercial break. We'll be right back with Buffalo Radio's Keeping It 100 with Dory.
alumni, parents, and students, be sure to listen every Monday night at 6 p.m. to Arkansas Baptist College today. Every week, we'll discuss Arkansas Baptist College and the campus activities. Guests will include faculty, staff, students, and we'll even throw in a community leader or two. Be the first to know what's happening on and around the campus of Arkansas Baptist College by listening to Arkansas Baptist College today. That's every Monday at 6 p.m. on Buffalo Radio. The smart, affordable choice when choosing a college is as simple as ABC. Arkansas Baptist College is among the most affordable colleges in the state of Arkansas. We'll work with you to create the optimal financial package and consider you for a variety of institutional scholarships when you apply. You'll receive automatic considerations for merit scholarships, which are renewable up to four years and based on your GPA. First-time freshmen are also eligible for a 20 annual reward. In addition to scholarships for academic merit, we offer athletic scholarships, and we can't forget about scholarships for band and choir. Our financial aid team can help you through the process of compiling scholarships, grants, loans, and work study. We here at Arkansas Baptist College believe college should be accessible to everyone. For more information, call 501-420-1234. Arkansas Baptist College. We'll see you on campus. Are you tired of the violence that is racking your community? Are you wishing someone would do something about it? The Derek Olivier Research Institute, based on the Arkansas Baptist College campus, is doing just that. Join Edmund Davis every Thursday at 6 p.m. as he and his special guests discuss viable solutions for stopping the violence in our communities. That's Keeping It 100 with Dory every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. right here on Buffalo Radio. Welcome back to Keeping It 100 with Dory on Buffalo Radio, where being real is the deal. Okay, I'm your host, Ed Davis, right now, Director of Dory. And uh, we have, before we close out and bring our next student up, I wanted to just say thank you to uh, Enrique for being active in the classroom, but for being uh, not just a, a person that shows up to class, but for to be a good listener as well. And so, of course, to his mom and to his dad, thank you all for raising a, a cool young man. And, uh, of course, there's big plans I believe God has in store for Enrique. Enrique, do you have anything you want to say to the yes, Keeping yes. It 100? I want to shout out my three ladies, Matricia and Phyllis Keonis and my mama. Thank y'all for having me. And I'm only here because of y'all. Thank you. Okay. Well, there it is. You heard it from the man himself. So I will see you, sir, in class. And, uh, you know, we're going to have a good class. I'm going to tell you what we're going to talk about. Just have to read your email, okay? But I appreciate you. So next up on the mic, we've got Mr. David Williams. We got Mr. David Williams. And so, uh, Mr. David Williams. Now, um, again, for those who just tuned in, I'm your host, uh, Professor Edmund Davis, a.k.a. Davis, Director Dory. And I have here sitting in the Buffalo Radio Hall, of course, lounge or studio, name it what you want to call it, we have here. Mr. David Williams. How you doing, yes, Mr. Williams? Yes, sir. I'm doing good. How are you? I cannot complain. Uh, in fact, uh, I have nothing to complain about. <laughs> you know, uh, definitely, um, 
I'll make observations and of course have concerns, but no complaints. So we thank you for being here as a student leader here at Arkansas Baptist yes, College. Sir, thank you for inviting me. Oh, sir. yes, sir. Yes, sir. So definitely. Um, so again, tell us, and of course, our topic is African-American males uh, growing up uh, in the 21st century. And those questions I had for one of your contemporaries, Enrique, who just uh, uh, was just here a second ago. Okay. We want to hear from you about just tell the audience here, keeping it 100, where you're from. And uh, of course, your desire here at ABC. What is that, sir? What is your desire here at Arkansas Baptist College here? Well, um, I'm from North Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, you know, over the bridge, over the water. And my desire here is to like find out like what I really want to do. You know, as in like uh, what I want to study or things like that. And I recently found that. Um, you know. Sorry, and I recently found um, like what I wanted to do in life and stuff, and what's encouraging me most, you know. Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome. So, how did you first hear about ABC? Who was that person that first started talking about ABC? Well, um, I used to wrestle in, in North Little Rock High School, and the wrestling coach came up to me um, through one of the matches, and he was asking me. Like, um, do I want to wrestle for ABC? And that's how I got tagged onto ABC. Okay. So since you've been here, how has, and you could be transparent, how has your experience been since you've been a student? Since you've been a Buffalo, how's your experience been? It's a, uh, it been, so far it been good, really. I like it. You know, it's my style. Uh, laid back, yeah, chill, you know what I'm saying? Cool people and lots of people to meet and stuff like that. You know. Okay. And here at Buffalo Radio's Keeping It 100, we try to give students a platform, you know, a voice, because we want to hear what you have to say. We want to definitely uh, pick your brain, because we, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you, Enrique. I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be employed. This has been my career for uh, 20 years, and so, of course, um, I'm not sure how much longer I'll be in higher education, uh, but I'm definitely sure that the passion that God has given me has pretty much been the same as it relates to helping, not just helping people, not just helping our people, not just helping African-American males, but definitely, uh, you know, all of the such. And so that's important. So again, our topic, and, and Enrique answered some questions earlier, but I want to hear from you as well, okay? Because he's from St. Louis, and you're right across the river, okay? You're about the same age a little bit. You know, of course, you have that in common. Not just that you're African-American males, men, but you're a 10 ABC. Y'all both are buffaloes. This is the herd right here, you know. This, nothing, nothing's perfect, you know. We got issues here, Philly, L.A., D.C., Chicago, whatever. But at the same time, you got leaders in place. You got student advocates in place to help solve and mitigate some of these problems. So uh, just kind of give me your opinion, Mr. Williams, about, um, you know, how does it feel growing up as being an African-American man, not just here in Little Rock, but, you know, in America? What do you see has been one of our biggest concerns? You know, not necessarily uh, complaints, because we don't complain. Men don't complain. We have concerns. So what is your biggest concern here in this country? Well, you know, um, like being an African-American uh, man, you have to, like, carry yourself a different way and, like, 
be uh, mature to certain things and see things different than others uh, might, you know, because like it's like when uh, when other people see you, they see you as you know black, not as in um, a man that's about business or mm-hmm. um, that really about his work and stuff like that. But if you show them like. Yeah, I'm um, here about business and things like that. Like, you know, um, for example, like, you see, somebody can just uh, stereotype you mm-hmm. by how you look because right. he got braids, dreads, or, you know, um, not no suit or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. But he probably could be the richest man that you would know right. or the smartest man that you know. These are facts because I was just at a show earlier and two of the guys had red hats on turned backwards. One was turned forward, one turned back. I got my hat backwards. I'm not thugging and bugging like that. I don't live like that. But again, we assume in the certain looks that we do give, we have to work harder, we have to work smarter as African-American men, males. And so sometimes we tend to put our own uh, kinfolk, sometimes our own brethren in certain categories. You know, a lot of times I'm looking at social media, I see a guy with red shoes, red hat on, Every day he's wearing red all the time. That might be his favorite color, or it could be a gang association. Yes, sir. I mean, you could pick whatever one that you want, but a lot of people tend to, uh, you know, emphasize the, the gang affiliation when you always have a certain color on, whether it's all blue or all purple, you know, all pink, if you will. So, again, people do judge you by what you wear, how you talk, and even how you smell, whether your hygiene is uh, not too savvy you come to class, you smell like, you know, marijuana or your breath is, you know, kind of humbugging. You know, you, you tend to put people in certain categories. So um, that's true. You know, I've been a target of uh, a many of um, discriminatory practices because a lot of times, many years ago when I had hair on my head, I would dress a certain kind of way. With all these degrees, it still means nothing if you dress a certain kind of way, especially if your name is not on that building outside. If you don't own a place... <laughs> You're working for somebody, you have to dress a certain kind of way. And so, of course, it took me a while to pick up on that. But by the grace of God, I have it now. I know I work for God here at Arkansas Baptist College. I work for students. I work for Enrique. I work for you. I work for uh, Mr. Bolton. Of course, me and uh, uh, Mr. Coleman do. We work for students. Because if it wasn't for y'all, okay, if it wasn't for y'all, I would not be here. Okay, so I'm grateful to have you here. And uh, that is important, okay? So definitely that's something we have to talk about. And it's good that y'all have this platform as, as students, especially African-American males. That's what we do here. What makes our radio station so different, what makes this program so unique, is that we talk about issues that are relegated towards African-American males to help stop us from killing each other. Get back to what Enrique said, put down the guns. Most of us are getting killed by gun violence, 80-plus percent of us. Uh, we're not uh, creative in that aspect at all. And I wouldn't want to be thinking about creative ways of, of taking someone's life. That doesn't sound good at all. So, again, um, you know, so, of course, getting back to what your classmates said, put down the guns and, and pick up a book. Put down the guns and, and, you know, go pick up your daughter. You know, put down the guns and go pick up that job application. Or, you know, that grant, those grant funds that you got because you want to, you have these business ideas that you want to do, okay? So that's important. All right, uh, David. My next question, sir, and of course, um, 
Was your father active in your life growing up at all? Well, um, my father was in and out, you know. Uh, I just found... Okay, in and out of the system? Uh, yeah. Okay. And mm -hmm. I found out, like, you know, that he was my real father, mm -hmm. like, uh, a couple of years ago. Okay. And But I already uh, knew, but, you know, the family, family and stuff mm -hmm. really didn't. Except my um, little brother, mm -hmm. and yeah, so now he is. Now he is. Um, He's a part of your life now. Yes. Awesome. Sir. Awesome. Praise life. Praise God. Yes, sir. And, and and we understand, and I want for all people that's listening to my voice, whether you're in Philadelphia or Chicago or St. Louis, New Orleans, Dallas, whether you're in East Pablo Alto, California, Notre Dame University, wherever you are, just know that um. What Mr. David Tom, what Mr. David Williams just noted was something that's important. It's affected many of lives growing up, whether that mother doesn't like the path that the father of her child has chosen, whether he's incarcerated or maybe he's not even living with us anymore. There's a number of circumstances, you know, going on and, and moving forward. Uh, we hope and pray that that mother, that she picks the right time to, to tell the truth, because again, it, it depends on what the mother and the family you know, has organized and galvanized and what to say. But of course the truth uh, will be found out and um, you know, it's just important that um, you know, our sons know who their dads are or and of course in some cases, the ones who are actively involved in their lives. You know, a lot of times we have some guys out here, they've been successful and uh, they don't have their biological dads but they still have a father figure and that's just as important, you know. You have a lot of what they call quote-unquote sperm donors, guys who don't fill the shoes of an active dad, a participatory parent in that child's life, in that son's or daughter's livelihood. And so, again, we want to honor all those active men uh, that are um, involved in their uh, child's lives. Of course, you don't have to be the biological dad, but you are there to pick up the slack or just there with love, more importantly, not pick up the slack, but with love, you know, to help that single parent mom out, okay, whether it was at three days, three months, or, or 30 years. You know, it's never too late to do the right thing. And so uh, it's good that you have a relationship, you know, with your dad. And uh, contrary to what people have said about African-American males, we look at the glass half full and not half empty. And again, we thank those uh, dads who are active, those dads who do more than just pay child support. We thank those dads that have been participatory at those games, and like Enrique had noted about being involved with uh, sports, sports is a protective factor when it comes to criminality and things of that regard. Of course, for me, I'll play sports, but my dad showed me how to cook. So, uh, you know, shout out to all those dads who showed their sons how to cook. That's helped me out with me and my wife. And uh, that's right, it's helped me out with me and my uh, wife. And of course, uh, showing me how to cook. I've been able to show other people how to cook, okay? Also, I want to ask you this question. Uh, have you encountered any uh, trauma or any traumatic experiences growing up in North Little Rock? You know, as African-American males, a lot of times we don't have that conversation about the trauma we experience. And we hold it up and it's built in, then something happens and we snap. Either we're gonna, we've been killed or we kill or hurt somebody. And so we have to have these outlets, we have to have uh, counselors in place. There's nothing wrong with having a counselor. There's nothing wrong with sitting on somebody's sofa. I encourage you to do that. Not you personally, but you know, indirectly and directly, anyone who's listening to uh, 
uh, Ed Davis right now on Buffalo Radio's Keeping It 100. You know, that's important. It's essential for us to be able to grow. You can't grow if you're still harboring resentment or you've got some emotional disorder or your emotional IQ is real low or it's challenged. You're at a deficit. So, again, my question, um, do you uh, have had any traumatic experiences growing up? Yes, sir. Um, I had a lot, you know. It was, like, different periods in my life. Uh, I had to figure stuff out and, like... You know, I had to, um, I live a different way. Mm -hmm. I had to grow up early, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And um, I lost my granny, my brother, and um, yeah, that was like probably the hardest thing that ever, well, like probably the two hardest thing that um, I ever went through. You know, I lost my best friend in school and stuff like that. How old were you when you lost your best friend? I was um, ninth grade, so I was like, I was like um, 16. So I was like 16, 15. Mm -hmm. Yeah, ninth grade. All right, that's that's um interesting and definitely um I asked that question because I want to give you and others the opportunity to uh, reach out. We have a I know a few psychotherapists and just some counselors uh, who were in place. And you know, 30-something years ago, my mom and dad uh, wanted to have me sit down and talk to somebody. I was a teenager back then, but um, it's never too late to do the right thing. And uh, that's what we do as, as, as parents. I see it now as a dad, but 30 years ago, before I became a dad, obviously, uh, I, I thought they were wrong. But when, you, when you're talking to yourself, when nobody's around, that could be an issue and so they caught me I, I assumed that they said that I was doing that and this is around the time that uh, I think Michael Jackson's Bad was the number one album out between that and George Michael and Doug Williams won the Super Bowl so we're talking 86, 87 I remember that uh, because my dad kept a poster of Doug Williams holding that trophy up and that's when uh, that myth was uh, thrashed it was slayed about African American males and not smart enough to play uh the quarterback position because our brains are not fully functioning and all that, you know, garbage, that hogwash, if you will. <laughs> so uh, we know that's foolery. Um, but again, getting back to the point, uh, I want to definitely uh, share with others that we do have resources here by way of medical professionals, by way of psychiatric professionals. I have their contact information. So for those who come on to this uh, radio platform here, Buffalo Radio's keeping it 100 every Thursday. Okay, from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, uh, you're more than welcome to be a guest. Of course, we have our students come here first, and we also, from time to time, bring on licensed professionals, counselors, therapists, uh, doctors, military folk, law enforcement folk, pastors. Uh, of course, this is pretty much a gumbo, if you will, for those who know what gumbo is. We all know it's a South Louisiana Creole-style dish where you have a number of different ingredients, components in it. And so there's no one way to solve what we're going through because it's traumatic every day, all day for African-Americans, especially African-American males. Number one, we're killing ourselves. Number two, uh, of course, we're at the biggest deficit in any area, it seems, other than sports and entertainment. It seems like uh, those are the two avenues where um, a green light is given a lot of times, but we're not gonna have a tunnel vision and just say we can just only do those two things. A lot of times 
we cater towards that avenue. If we don't make it here, uh, if we have to go back to doing something that's uh, immature or illegal, and we're not gonna take those as excuses. Okay, so, so that's important. But um, definitely uh, for those who are listening, this is Ed Davis, host of Keeping It 100, okay, with Dory at ABC's Buffalo Radio here, and uh, I have in the studio Mr. David Williams from yes, North sir. Little Rock, Arkansas. Mr. David, is there anyone in, that you want to give a shout-out to back home in North Little Rock, any schools, any, any principals, coaches, your dad, your mom? Go ahead and give them a shout-out. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to uh, all my parents and my mentors and my sisters and, uh, yeah, my brothers and, you know, my family. Yes, and one. Okay. And, you know, much respect goes to your folks back home across the river. We thank them for uh, doing what they've done to uh, put you on the path to be here as a Buffalo scholar, as a student athlete. And to all the student athletes that are listening to this voice, please know that you're a scholar. Please know that you're a student before you're an athlete. That's why they call it student athletes, not athlete students. There's no school in the country where you're an athlete student. No, it's student athlete. That's the proper way. Okay, so we're going to always revert back to uh, why you're here on campus. It's not to play a sport. It's to obviously become a, a scholar, possibly transfer, but that's not the case. Of course, to be a scholar, to be a, you know, an academic or an academic, if you will. Also, playing sports are called extracurricular. And so, of course, that's something that we can talk about at a later time. Okay? And so... Uh, as far as a traumatic experience is concerned, we've all experienced trauma, David, myself included. No one is exempt from these uh, situations, these circumstances. And, uh, you know, we have to be able to have these kind of conversations more so than uh, conversations about who threw that touchdown pass. That's therapeutic. If you want to kind of find a scapegoat to get away from some reality, yeah, or, or some kind of social media drama, no, that's not how you address things, you know. Of course, we have to sit on that couch and, uh, you know, speak to a medical professional or a licensed therapist. Of course, and first and foremost, before all that, speak to God. You know, listen for his little small, quiet voice. And that's one thing we can do here at Arkansas Baptist College. A lot of places we don't have that opportunity to even talk about that. So we can talk about it here. And that's the freedom that God has given us here at Buffalo Radio. So... Uh, we, we appreciate you for uh, letting, letting us know the, the trauma that you had. And, of course, uh, when the show is over, I can give you information about how to reach out to Miss Andrea, uh, Miss Andrea Fresh. She is a licensed therapist, and, um, you know, she has a service that she uh, provides for people who have gone through some traumatic experiences. And, uh, you know, had I known about that 20 years ago, you know, or even – 25 years ago when I was in college, I saw a guy actually, you know, shoot himself in the head. You know, his head just kind of, you know, I won't already live that, but I saw it. A lot of guys see that stuff in war and combat zones. But then I was just told uh, last night from, a, from a, one of my mentors was telling me how he saw a student, you know, get shot and died on the, on the curve. People had to come out and just spray the blood up. A student was just kind of walking by like ain't nothing happened. That's when you become desensitized to this, the brevity, the gravity of these horrendous situations. 
So, um, you know, we have to still have our humanity, you know, in place. And we have to have these conversations, you know. We have to definitely, um, you know, talk about what's happened and what's going on. And so that's what we do here at Keeping It 100. We keep it real. We talk about these conversations that we uh, hear here and there when we talk about them right here in the Buffalo studio, okay? So definitely uh, remember, folks, this is a student at Arkansas Baptist College and a freshman, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so he's a freshman yes, laying sir. it out there, representing North Little Rock, representing yes. his family. We appreciate him. And again, we appreciate the student before. Thank you, David. Thank you, Enrique. And of course, for those working behind the scenes, we got Mr. Aeneas, and also we have Mr. Hampton. He's the Dory Student Ambassador, and also the man that makes it happen with the plan. Behind that, we have, okay, Mr. David Coleman, who's the manager of the station over here. So we thank everybody, and also those who are listening, and those who wanted to listen. You may not have an opportunity to listen, but again, tune in every Thursday, okay, from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Buffalo Radio. You have Keeping It 100 with Dory. Okay, so again, my name is Edmund Davis. I'm the director of Dory. I'm your host, where we will empower you every week at this hour, okay? So God bless you, and stay tuned for next week. Peace. Alumni, parents, and students, be sure to listen every Monday night at 6 p.m. to Arkansas Baptist College Today. Every week, we'll discuss Arkansas Baptist College and the campus activities. Guests will include faculty, staff, students, and we'll even throw in a community leader or two. Be the first to know what's happening on and around the campus of Arkansas Baptist College by listening to Arkansas Baptist College Today. That's every Monday at 6 p.m. on Buffalo Radio. The smart, affordable choice when choosing a college is as simple as ABC. Arkansas Baptist College is among the most affordable colleges in the state of Arkansas. We'll work with you to create the optimal financial package and consider you for a variety of institutional scholarships when you apply. You'll receive automatic considerations for merit scholarships, which are renewable up to four years and based on your GPA. First-time freshmen are also eligible for a 20 $2,500 annual reward. In addition to scholarships for academic merit, we offer athletic scholarships, and we can't forget about scholarships for band and choir. Our financial aid team can help you through the process of compiling scholarships, grants, loans, and work study. We here at Arkansas Baptist College believe college should be accessible to everyone. For more information, call 501-420-1234. Arkansas Baptist College. We'll see you on campus. Are you tired of the violence that is racking your community? Are you wishing someone would do something about it? The Derek Olivier Research Institute, based on the Arkansas Baptist College campus, is doing just that. Join Edmund Davis every Thursday at 6 p.m. as he and his special guests discuss viable solutions for stopping the violence in our communities. That's Keeping It 100 with Dory every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. right here on Buffalo Radio.
Thank you for listening to Keeping It 100 with Dory, the show designed to create positive attitudes and come up with solutions to stop the violence in the community. Join us every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. right here on Buffalo Radio. We'll see you next week.